0: You're listening to Oak Park Podcast And now, here's your host, Matt Murray
1: As a community, Oak Park is exceptionally diverse On paper, we're 65% white, 6% Hispanic or Latino 21% black, and 5% Asian. And that's no accident, says Rob Braemeyer, who runs the Oak Park Regional Housing Center. Started in 1972, his organization provides apartment referrals, training, education, and other services to landlords and individuals searching for a home in the area. But that's just what the Housing Center does on a day-to-day basis. More generally, what we're doing is about so much more than housing, Braemeyer says. I recently sat down with him to discuss how and why. I hope you enjoy our conversation. How well um,
0: is Oak Park doing in being a truly diverse community? It's doing extremely well, and here's how you can say that. Um, You can first look and say, does Oak Park look like the region that it's in, or does it, or is there some racial group in the region that isn't able to somehow or another move into Oak Park? Well, there's really no major group in the region that isn't also a significant population in Oak Park. Latinos are underrepresented, um, but there are, um, at, you know, each of the racial groups that are the five, the four big ones—white, black, Latino, and Asian—are all well represented in the community. The second thing you want to say is, okay, so they're all here, but are they living among one another or are they living apart from one another? Well, in, in Oak Park, they pretty much live among one another. We use a scale to measure that, that every community in the country can use, um, and you can compare how different communities do. And, of course, you have to compare apples with apples. So for diverse communities, you have to compare them to similarly diverse communities. Um so, you you know, on that scale of 0 to 100, we're in the low 30s, um, like 31 is our number. So that's a really good number. The city of Chicago, for instance, is at 82. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evanston, which is almost the same racial demographics as us, is 63. So it's more than double what it, the segregation level is more than double what it is here in Oak Park, if you look at Evanston. and. A lot of people don't understand that. But then there's even one more level to go on, is how long can a community actually sustain that kind of level of, of integration? And Oak Park has been able to do that now for a good 20, 25 years. Um, you know, we started 44 years ago. It took a while to get to the point where we had the diversity that we'd want it to be sure. and integrate it. Right. Um, and then there's been a good 25 years of us being able to sustain that kind of integration
1: what do you think, I mean, what are the big challenges now? I mean, it's, it's you know, like I said, I mean, I think the the fundamentals appear to be there. But um, obviously, this is a, you know, this is a reality that, that only exists as long as we all actively support it, right? That's so right. So it can quickly go away. Um, what do you see... You know, are kind of the biggest challenges now or what are what are some of the the signs that that may be troubling to you when you look down the road?
0: I'll tell you the thing that worries me the most is that because we've been so successful for so long that there is a level of complacency that is just present across the village. Oh, Oak Park will always be diverse. It must just be, and it will always be integrated. There must just be something about Oak Park that makes that happen. Like if there's magic pixie fairy dust or something in the air that makes it occur, they don't They don't understand that the only reason Oak Park is this way is because we have an intentional effort put in place to make it that way. And um, that if, it, if that intentional effort went away, so would the integration. Right. And... You know, I think a lot of people who are our age, people who are in their 30s or in their 40s, um, move to Oak Park because it is this way. They move to a community that they wanted their children to grow up in that had the diversity that Oak Park has and the integration that Oak Park has and the reputation that Oak Park has. But if you look at who's supporting the housing center, who's giving you know donations to us who's referring people to us who's really well aware of the work that we're doing those people are not it right (laughs) for the most part right they're usually people who were here when there was a more emergency type atmosphere in the community sure back in the 70s and 80s Um, the folks who have moved here in this century moved here because this is what they want But they're not necessarily aware that they've got this because there's an active effort that's ongoing in the community. And so actually, like, one of the reasons I really wanted to do this podcast is if there's any way for us to sort of communicate that to them, that the community that you so cherish and that you move to, um, letting them know that the reason is that community is because we have this institution in place. Well,
1: some what are some of the you know what are some of the programs or the, the issues that people can become involved in other than just becoming a, aware um, of you know that it can so quickly go away.
0: Well, I think there's a number of things that they could do. Um, first of all, um, they I mean certainly becoming aware about the housing center and how we do the work that we do is good. If they ever have friends that are thinking about moving to Oak Park, referring them to us because we know that if they use our services, they're much more likely to promote that integration than if they don't. Actually, three times almost as likely. Yeah. And and it's the difference between integration and segregation. Sure. Um, you know, they could uh, help us out by volunteering here. That would be great. But the other thing I think that they need to do is they can tell their friends and neighbors about the housing center to the best, you know, whenever it comes up and seems natural. I know it's kind of an awkward thing to try and talk to people about. When the time comes, and that's usually, you know, in the last half of the year, sometime around September or so, it's always great for us to get support at Village Hall from residents, letting them know that they know that the housing center is uh, looking for its funding to be renewed And they think it's an important resource in the community, and they hope that that will happen. And then finally, and this is really, I mean, I think people might think of this as more of a touchy-feely type thing. But what can really make a difference is on your own block, talk to people who are of a different race. If you're not doing that already in most community in most parts of Oak Park, people are doing that already. Your block club or your block uh, party that you have this year, make sure that you take the extra effort to make it feel inclusive for everyone. Uh, When you're out on that first beautiful day of spring or first beautiful day of summer and everyone's just hanging out, you know, walk across the street and say hello to your neighbor that you might not have said hello to before because you're not sure if you should, right? You should. Sure. Sure. A lot of people are a little worried, like I don't want to make it look like I'm patronizing or those kind of things. Trust me, everyone's going to be happy to be said hello to. Right. And those kinds of things can go a long way because what we're trying to accomplish is creating a community where people are interacting with one another because of their proximity to one another. Yeah. And that's how they build empathy for one another and how we can build... Uh, Community consensus for even bigger and better things. Sure. Well, you know, when the
1: when your center was open 44 years ago, it was confronting head on an issue that was very, you know, important to that time. um, It sounds like, and I'm wondering if there are, you know, if there are new ways that the community can look at the issue of diversity that's contemporary to today's generation. You know, is it? Um, of course th- there might still be a racial component or an economic component, but is there are there other types of um diversity that your organization's getting involved with or that people should begin to think about?
0: Well, we have expanded what we worry about or what we can you know what what we try to promote as um, you know when I say worry about like we 're worry about whose rights are being violated and where social justice is necessary we're also Um, you know, we definitely do everything we can to make sure that Oak Park feels like it's an open, inclusive place for all the different types of people who would face discrimination, right? So, um, you know, we're extremely proud and, you know, I've been a part of, uh, some of the efforts to make sure that Oak Park is such a friendly community for the LGBTQ community. Um, We've done the best we can for trying to make Oak Park a more accessible community for people with disabilities. Yeah, that's a really tough one because that's that requires infrastructure change in sure. a lot of ways, and it can can be very expensive. Right, especially um, with older,
1: yeah, it's such an old stock. community,
0: yeah. and it's not just the housing; it's you know all of our L stops, and it's you know uh, you know it's a lot of ways that people would access the community in the first place, right, right? and before they even get into their housing. Um, that's another issue. But I have to say, like when it all comes down to it, race still is the dominating factor that divides people across America, divides people in metropolitan areas. And so we still keep our eye on that prize first, um, because that's really the most important thing to take to to take into account. People really don't avoid neighborhoods based on there's someone with a disability living in that neighborhood. They don't avoid a neighborhood because there's too many gay people living in that neighborhood. Sure. They don't avoid a neighborhood um, because there's too many women or too many families with children in that neighborhood. <laughs> These are the other protected classes that you know are out there. Um, they do avoid a neighborhood if they think there are too many people of color in it. Right. Um, and um, people of color do become... Concerned that they'll be treated fairly in a neighborhood if there's too many white people in it, so you have to balance all of that out, and you have to remember that those are the things um, that can either divide us if we do nothing, or unite us if we put a plan together. Sure. Do you? So they're building
1: hundreds of units in downtown Oak Park right now. I mean that 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 tends to be the predominant. Um, residential development that's happening is kind of mixed use uh my understanding is to bring um you know a to expand the tax base here both from a commercial perspective as well as a residential um you know on the residential side additional tax revenue with potentially not as much of a use for city services are there are there aspects of these developments that your organization is comfortable with uncomfortable with um, sort of where do you where do you fall in on that and and are we not doing enough? are we doing enough? can we do more?
0: Well I'll say this those buildings going in in downtown Oak Park we're looking at what close to 700 units of new apartments going into the community all in one area. Um, all very expensive uh apartments um and i think you know in the in the in the grand scheme of things um growth is good for the community i think that downtown Oak park is a place that probably should have more density um i'm not 100% sure if we've got it exactly right or if maybe we overdid it or maybe we need more i'm really not sure Um, But I do know that it could use some density um, because that's how downtowns thrive. Sure. And um, my major uh, question about the whole issue is I think it's actually a really good example of the complacency that I talked about. So there's just sort of this assumption in the community that somehow or another those buildings will all be racially diverse as well. Um, there hasn't been an effort. I mean, we've we do have a relationship now with Vantage, which is the one at Lake and Forest, and the first one that will be completed, for them to list units with us and for us to help them rent those out and to help them, you know, uh, make sure that they have an integrated building if possible, um, uh, you know, and that's part of you know that's something that we're going to be working actively on, um, but we had to go and do that ourselves. Um, we had to uh, force that relationship uh, and, and, and create that relationship. And we're happy to do that. That's part of our job. Um, we do that with landlords across the community all the time. There's always new landlords buying something, and we have to introduce ourselves to them and try and get them through it. But something of this fundamental, uh, you know, uh, or something of this significance in the community, I think, really warranted uh, there being a strategy for the Housing Center, the Village, OPDC, and others all working together to make sure that when those buildings are being built, that there's something, there's some sort of agreement that they have that says, you're going to market through the Housing Center, and they're going to help you diversify these buildings. Right. None of that ever happened in any of those situations, and... Um, again i I don't think it's because anybody doesn't care about it. Right. Everybody cares about it, right, but there just wasn't the thought of like, well, if this is going to happen, we really need to put this structure in place, yeah, maybe it wasn't a priority right right, and, you know, and I get it. we're all hoping that we can bring more stuff into Oak Park as right. much as possible um but we you know we've got a really valuable community here. <laughs> Um, We can make a few uh, suggestions about what needs to be done and we can ask for a few concessions when we're allowing for, you know, people to make a whole lot of money developing property in our community. And, um, and, you know, we want to make sure that as things happen in the community, they're not just making sense economically, but they're making sense for us keeping the community that is socially the right place for us to all live. I don't think any of us wants Oak Park to turn into a place that's more like uh, DuPage County um, any more than we want it to turn into a place that, you know, is really bland and, you know, ordinary. Um, so we need to make sure that as we're making these decisions uh, that we're taking all this stuff into account. And if we were doing that really actively, really uh, conscientiously, um, that's what's going to keep Oak Park the dynamic community that it is now.
1: So looking down the road, I mean, you know, those those buildings are up and done. I mean, the, the train has left the station.
0: Right. Um,
1: but what type of opportunity for the, you know, the arrangements that you just referred to, what is Madison Street? What type of opportunity does that present in terms of, it's my understanding that there's, you know, that that's kind of next. You know, yeah. So that's, um, and... We've already seen some of that, right, you know, on uh, one of the stretches. Um, And is there any discussion now about doing any more of that? And and could that be a place where, um, you know, the developers and organizations like yours could come together
0: um, to... Madison Street's a great example of what we could be doing. That would be so amazing. So um, what do we know about Madison Street? Okay, it's this main street in town. It goes all the way from Austin to Harlem and continues on through the communities that border us. It's a way for us to build something that makes people recognize that every part of Oak Park is valuable. So what, does, what do I mean by that? Well, what I'm trying to say here is that when we're thinking about what we're doing on Madison Street, we need to think about what's happening on Madison Street east of Lombard, east of Ridgeland, as the most important part of that because that's the part of the community that we need to make sure that people feel is valuable, that we need to make sure that people think is um, desirable to move into. Um, And if we start building the western part of Madison first and creating all sorts of things that people want there, well, those opportunities are going to be taken up on Madison Street. And so what's going to be left on the eastern end of Madison Street not a whole lot. If you've already got the Starbucks at Oak Park in Madison, there's maybe going to be a Starbucks at Lombard in Madison, but maybe not, right? If you've already got, you know, the brand new uh, restaurant that everybody wants to go to uh, on the far west end of Madison next to where there already are restaurants... Are they going to pop up on the East End as well, or are we, or is that going to be the forgotten part of Madison Street? Yeah. So we really is there that that will now though? Are you? you I think that I think you know what I get. I get the chance to talk to trustees on a fairly regular basis. Um, I get the chance, of course, to talk to people at Village Hall and the staff. I think they all want this. I think they all can see that that's an important priority. Right. I think they all know that for the community to thrive, people have to think about the whole community as desirable and um, but what i don't I don't know enough about what's happening behind the scenes because we're not part of those discussions and and you know part of it is I think maybe you know in our name, you know it says Oak Park Regional Housing Center, but when what we're doing is so much more than housing, um, we're using housing as the foundation to build a more inclusive, prosperous, and equitable community. But, you know, we're constantly working not only with Village Hall, but with the school boards and and school officials. We talk to the Park District on a regular basis. We talk to all the other nonprofits in the community on a regular basis to make sure that they're thinking about that grand strategy that's really what keeps Oak Park vibrant, right? Oak Park will not remain the community that we all know and love if all of our attention for what's what we want to do in Oak Park is on the west side of Oak Park, it will be a community that then will get torn apart by by the east side that feels like it's neglected and the west side that feels like the east side's just a bunch of belly acres. and um, that is something that we have to actively make sure we don't have happen. So there are other good things that are happening, and there's I mean, OPDC did a great thing. Um, by providing funding for what's going to be the microbrewery at Lake and Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be a fantastic new development, um, and that's going to be really important to that neighborhood. Um, the dedication to Pete's was a really important development and really good for the community. Um, but you know, we've got this opportunity with Madison Street to make a really big, bold statement, to really sort of like, this is going to be a lot of people's entry point into Oak Park, right? We need it to be... Not only be successful economically, but present the image of a park that we want people to see.
1: Right. Um, well, thank you so much. Um, you know, I really appreciate your time, um, and uh, thank you for everything that you're doing here at the at the center. Thank you.